Welcome back to another episode of the First Year Out Podcast, the number one bi-coastal podcast in the world, where we kick back and we talk entrepreneurship, monetizing your passions, and ultimately being a creative in business. I'm your host, Dom Witherspoon, the founder of Dom Digital Media, and of course, I got my co-host, but along with my co-host, he got a special guest, so I'm going to let him kick all that off. Yeah, this is Darren representing Brooklyn. Microwave culture conversation amongst friends, host, owner, and I'm, I'm we're welcome to have entrepreneur extraordinaire, connector of avid people, and just an overall good person. And uh, the Ohio State University, I think, was on his resume as well. So definitely want to talk about that. And ladies and gentlemen, Frank, how you doing, Frank? It's good to have you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So, Frank, I couldn't notice but your impeccable resume of things you do. So I just want to you know, welcome you, first of all, on behalf of First Year Out Podcast. And as far as you, you know, who are you and you know, what do you do a little bit about yourself? I run an organization that helps entrepreneurs, sales reps, and professionals become more successful through their professional relationships and business networks. Um, I started out... Uh, I started out my career as a, a more or less an attorney, um, and uh, worked for worked for a really big firm. Didn't really enjoy it. Um, didn't enjoy the corporate the corporate life. Left and went into private practice. And when I went into private practice, I tell people that a funny thing happened, and the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. I had no idea how to get business. So. Um, I uh, I was lost for uh, I don't know probably six weeks two months um, and you know just trying to you know trying to figure out how to make it all work and uh, I met one day with a friend who had gone to law school with and she recommended that I get into a tips club or a leads group and uh, really didn't have much didn't really feel like I had a lot of options but there was a group that was meeting every week that needed an attorney to kind of round out its core. And uh, I jumped at the opportunity, um, became a member in that group, became very involved, became involved on a national basis. And that led me into a conversation one day with the person who had started the organization. And um, from there, I had an opportunity to become a franchisee. Um, and uh, this all back in, dates back to 1997. And uh, I, I continued to practice law for a while, but for the most part, I help entrepreneurs and sales reps become better connected, help them get more business through referrals. Okay, yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. And it's funny that you say, you know, you didn't like the corporate life and decided to go ahead and venture out into your own endeavors because we talk to business owners far and wide, and that's all we hear is, you know, we did it, eh, we didn't like it. So we just wanted to kind of monetize what it is we do, our passion, moving forward and see if we could really build a business out of this. So you, you do a lot of uh, consultations and mentorship. Um, what do you mean by consultations? I mean, like you basically lay out the blueprint for whoever that you're speaking to to follow in order to accomplish their goals. Yeah, I mean, the way this works is that these groups meet every week. So I help these groups. I help my fran and my franchisees. I, you know, I'm in the process of 
we offer franchises, and I've got franchises in various cities around the country. Um, and so there's a program in place that these people, they pay a membership fee to belong, and then these people attend these meetings and go through the program every week. Um, and the, the program is really geared to help them. It's really geared to help them understand one another, develop relationships, and be able to recognize opportunities for each other. So I'm not necessarily doing one-on-one consultations with people, but they're more uh, they've more bought into the program that uh, you know that I put to, put together. Okay, how, how long have you been a part of the group? I have been involved one way or another for the last 25 years. I've essentially owned it for the last 22, 23. Oh, that's amazing! So you must have seen a lot of entrepreneurs come and go. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do, and uh, you know, they, you know, they say that entrepreneur, you know, people, people, uh, people start business fail um, in the first, you know, five years or whatever it is. And what I have found is, is that people don't fail; they just quit trying. Mm-hmm. I, I know very few people who just truly run out of cash. Um, you know, so they can't keep the doors open, can't pay employees. It's really it really comes down to, you know, this is hard. I'm just going to go get a job. And, um, and it is hard. It's, you know, being self-employed is difficult. Um, it takes time. It takes energy. And, and I would be lying if I said there haven't been times where I've, you know, said, geez, I need you to just go do something else. Um, and, uh, you know, you just have to kind of pull through that and, and, and remind yourself that if it were easy, everybody would do it. Right. If it were easy, there wouldn't be an opportunity because everyone would have taken the opportunity years ago. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard. Um, and once you come to grips with that and just realize that every day you're building a little bit, you're building a little bit, you're building a little bit, um, you know, it. You know, in, in time it becomes easier. I don't know if it's ever truly easy uh, people people think of success is like what I call lottery ticket success you know all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're rich um, and really success is one of those things where you know every day you're you're waking up and you're just a little bit better off you're a little bit better off and you really don't even know yourself that you're better off yep. but 20 years later all of a sudden you wake up and it's like oh my gosh I've you know I've got this you know, I've got this organization. I've got this clientele. I've I've really built something. It's not going to die overnight, um, and that's really how success is. Couldn't have said it better myself, Frank. Question to you: When I say longevity, is is long? How did you sustain longevity over the years? You know, what keeps you going? In, you know, what keeps your motor going at the end of the day? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, that's a that's a good question. I don't know that it's I don't know that it's one thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's gotten to a point now where I I, I joke about it, but I tell people I am unemployable. Um, <laughs> I mean, nobody would like to have somebody who is an entrepreneur working for them. Um, I mean, I, yeah, they would like the production and that, but you know, I'm 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 not going to be happy. You know, it's like a wild animal. You put a wild animal in a cage, they're not happy. And you know, I'm not going to be happy working for somebody. 
you know, and, and so I just realized that I've, I've, I'm, I'm beyond the point of no return. I have to just keep pushing ahead. And I had that conversation <laughs> with myself back in 2008 when the market crashed and we went through the great recession. It's like, maybe I should really get a, go get a job. And you realize, well, who's going to hire me? You know, I've been 10, 12 years self-employed. I just better figure out how to make this work. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that, that, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is you have to realize, you have to realize that there's a whole lot more to, there's a whole lot more to success than just money. Um, and, and people get caught up in that. And, and I think part of the reason why people go back and, and get a job is it's money. Um, and I get it. You have to have money to survive and make car payments, make rent and eat and all that stuff. And so before you jump out and, and start your business, make sure you have a nest egg there. Um, but, yeah. but even still, you know, the people I see who quit, you know, feel like oh, I could make more money somewhere else. And, and you probably could. Everyone, everyone operates under the notion that entrepreneurs and small business people have tons of money. Some do. Most don't. And, and what I tell people is, is you really have to look at four things when it comes to a business. And these are the, thing, the four things that really kind of motivate people. For some people, it's the cash. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a financial advisor. I'm going to be an attorney, self-employed. I'm going to be an insurance agent, self-employed. Because I know I can work really hard and I can make the money, um, and it's going to be cash, and it's going to come in, and it's it's better than working for somebody in an insurance agency or a law firm. That's the first thing, income. The second thing is what I'll call equity. Now, when you're when you're building a business, you may not make as much money year to year, but you're building something. You're building an asset. You know, it's like you guys are building something. At some point in time, if you do it right, it's going to have value and somebody's going to buy that from you. And that's the trade-off for all the little nickels and dimes that you don't earn in the short run. You're kind of building, you're, you're building something you can sell. And if you're working for somebody, you can never sell that job. You can't stop and say, okay, well, you know, I'm looking to retire or I want to go do something else. Do you want to buy my job? It doesn't work that way. Um, you, so you don't really, you're not building an asset. So first thing's income. The second thing is equity. Um, the third thing is, is control, having control over your life. Uh, you know, I've been self-employed for 25 years. Uh, my oldest uh, will be turning 24 this summer. I've got three kids. I never, I really never missed anything of theirs in school, sporting events school plays, parent-teacher conferences. I never missed any of it. I could always, if, it, if I knew it was out, out there, I could work it into my schedule. And I have got a really great relationship with my kids. I think I've got a great relationship. We spent a lot of time together. We have lots of laughs, and we still do. And, you know, when you're working a corporate job um, or when you're just working a job in general, you don't necessarily have that control. You can say, hey, I'm going to go do this. You know what? I'm. I worked on Saturday. I'm going to the movies today because I'm really caught up, and that's a hard thing to do if you're working for somebody. And so the third thing is control, and that's you know that's another thing you need to kind of factor in 
but to have that, you know, have that in your life, have that control over, you know, what you're doing and, and, um, and, and I'll be honest, I end up working more than I would for anybody else, but, you know, at some point I can stop and say, you know what, I'm going to go, I don't, I, I, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the ball game, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The fourth thing is what I call accolades. Um, you know, some people get into business and, and because a part of the reason for getting the business is just the notion of um, they've done something and they just it kind of elevates them, elevates them in the eyes of others. Um, and they, and they like that, you know, it may not be as much money. Um, and maybe, maybe they're not really building something that can be sold, but they're, you know, there's some prestige to being who they are. I had a friend who, uh, he was, a, he was an attorney and was, you know, it, again, it's hard. And he was talking to his wife about, you know, maybe not being an attorney anymore and doing something else and could make more money. And, and she was a doctor, so money really wasn't an issue. He just wanted to make more money. And uh, she told him, like, listen, I don't really care how much money you make. I just like the fact that we have the prestige of saying we've got a doctor in the, or uh, we've got an attorney in the house. <laughs> you know, so that was kind of the impetus for him to keep going. It's like, yeah, okay, it's not, you know, money's not important or as important. I mean, it's always important. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Um I mean, nobody's, nobody's going to give you a taco and feed you because you've got the prestige, right? Um, so, so those are the four things, and you kind of need to keep focused on those things and, you know, what's most important to you. I appreciate that. Well articulated, I might add, as well. Definitely, definitely. And so for, for you, do you look at other entrepreneurs and try to help them out in their journey? Or do you kind of fall back and just kind of see where they're going and then maybe ask questions later on? Or you know, how's that community working out for you? You know, success in life is about helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about helping other people. And, you, and nobody's going to do anything alone. Um, and so I have to be involved. Um, well, I don't have to be involved. I want to be involved. And it just it makes me it makes me feel good to help other people. Mm-hmm. Because as I help other people, think of it in terms of like mountain climbing. You know, nobody's climbing a mountain alone. You know, there's there's a couple people and somebody's climbing ahead, taking lots of risks, you know, putting in stakes or whatever they're called, tetons, and, and kind of helping up the climbers below. And those climbers below then venture ahead and, and do the same. So it's just a, it's a continual helping others and then being helped. Um, paying it forward. And, uh, yeah, paying it forward and and. and Paying it back when at, at some points, you know, it's just you've got to keep doing it. You know, the more I, I find that the more I raise up the people around me, the better position they are to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that constant incentive to try and help people. And it's, I mean, yeah, it certainly it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to see, you know, people, you know, doing well and winning awards and stuff like that. It's, I mean, kudos to them, but you, ha- you had a piece of that. You know, you know, you helped a little bit. Um, so it's a good feeling with respect to that. So there's always a, you know, there's always kind of trying to help one another and trying to figure out how, how to help one another. Um, and it's always going on. Kind of to lean off that and um, with your whole, with your referral group, uh, 
I asked initially how long you've been doing it because because I know like with some um, with some groups it's like you you see a lot of people come and go, and they don't really take the time to build a relationship with the people that's in the group. So mm-hmm. I want to know like what are some tips to to build relationship with other business owners at networking events, and um, do you have any temp- tips for staying top of mind? So if if a conversation come up, they are thinking about you and they can ref, ref, refer your product or your service. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, this is this is all going to sound like a broken record, but you know, my, <laughs> my um, because it all really kind of is the same. I mean, my you know, my tip for people going out and and being in the community um, is find ways you can help other people. Mm-hmm. You want to stay top of mind with people. That's it. That's I mean, that's that's the that's the simplest and best way. People get so focused on I've got to have a beautiful, beautifully articulated 30 second commercial. You know what? People aren't listening. Well, they might listen, but they're really going to listen. If you're the person who's introducing them to other people, if you're referring them, if you're trying to help them or or not just them, but just help in general. Um, I, I never measure somebody. I I never measure somebody on what they're doing for me. I measure, measure them on what they're doing for the world, so to speak, you know, and if it's, if it's all about them, all about them, um, you know, I'm I'm not inclined to go out of my way to try and help them. But if I see them doing things in their community, doing things for others, and I can help, then I'm going to help. Because eventually all that goodness they put out in the world is going to come back to me somehow or another. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's certainly, you know, the, the tip I always give people, well, a couple things. When you're out at networking events, listen. Get people in conversation and listen and listen to their story. And don't worry about telling your story. You'll have the opportunity. It'll, it'll have the opportunity to come out. If I get somebody really talking about themselves, they're going to want to find out. They're going to want to find out in time um, about you. They just are. But the, the one, I get people asking me all the time, you know, what's the one thing I should be doing to get myself networked? And um, I tell them volunteer. Find something you're passionate about and volunteer. You know, there's boys and girls clubs, there's cancer organizations, there's homeless shelters, there's food banks. Um, you know, there's lots of you know, road races, whatever, where they need volunteers. And just get out there and, and, and put your time in, and you're going to be rubbing elbows with people who care as much or more about that passion as, as you do. Um, and they're going to learn. They're going to learn about you. And they'll, you know... Whatever it might be, they'll, you know, oh, you sell insurance, great, you know, um, and eventually they're going to, you know, they'll, eventually they'll, they'll refer you or introduce you to somebody. I mean, if you're trying to make quota by the end of the month, none of this stuff will work. It's not <laughs> supposed to work. Now we talk about um, longevity. Yeah, I mean, it's but people, but people, they want that, you know, they want that quick fix, um, yeah. and I yeah. just don't, I'm don't I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. Right. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so in the midst of all of this, right, I, I like to call it like your foundational time or your foundational years or whatever, when you're basically just going out networking and trying to build build up the people around you, things like that. Um, how do you suggest that one, like during their foundational years, while they're, while, while they're just providing value to whoever they can and not really looking to make sales, how can they avoid, well, 
I don't know if they really trying to make sales or not, but I'm saying how, how can one avoid the security mindset where they feel like they just got to jump on every opportunity because they're lacking the funds to stay afloat? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I call that sales breath. They've got sales breath, right? Um, you know, they're pitching everybody, um, you know, and it's a hard thing to do. And that's where, where I think people need to do when, when they get into business, um, is they need to be well prepared to be in business. One, you know, before I left where I was working, I saved a lot of money, you know, you know, not hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not talking about that, you know, but there was enough there to carry me through, you know, for a year, you know, okay, I can pay, I know I can pay my rent for a year. Um, and I've got enough put aside so I don't have to be desperate. And if I need to get a part-time job, to eat, I can make that work. All right. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of the, you know, that's the first thing to do. The second thing to do, and I guess in conjunction with this is be smart about your expenses. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I tell, I, I tell this story all the time in 1994, before I w- left the firm I was in and went to pr- in private practice. So it was, it was, it was December 31st. You know, I was I was done at my job, my last paycheck, and I was going to be starting this firm out of a house in our spare bedroom uh, at home. And um, I went to Office Max, went to the you know office supply company, and I bought it. I bought a table. I probably spent thirty dollars on a table, thinking to myself, you know, they're really nice desks over there, and I'd like to have a nice desk but I can't afford a nice desk right now. I just have to go with this $30 table. And um, when I get money, someday I'm going to buy myself a nice desk. Um, fast forward 25 years, I'm still using that table. <laughs> I, I have the money to go buy a desk, but me having a nice desk doesn't help me serve my clients any better than the table does. Right. And so you need to stop and look at where you're putting your money, you know, are you being smart about it? You know, okay, I don't need to have an office that's outfitted with leather furniture and, you know, cherry wood. I don't, you don't need to have that. You just, you know, you need to kind of get by and, and I'm not saying be cheap about it. If you're going to, if you're going to invest money, invest it in your business cards, invest it in a decent website, invest it in those things that help you, um, to help you get your name out there, but you have to constantly be asking yourself, okay, do I, does this really, does this really help me serve clients? Does this really help me put my best foot forward? And if the answer is no, then don't make the expenditure. You know, there's a lot of people out there with real fancy cars in business, but they don't have any clients. Um, and that's, that's unfortunate, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, we talk about like on social media, people do things for likes, but they don't have any invoices. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a saying out there. Um, they've got big hats, but no cattle, you know, they're just, they're, they're cowboys <laughs> out there on the range, but they've got no cattle. They look good. But they, uh, and Frauds. People who, a lot of people are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to be successful, you know, it's, it's just going to take time. So you have to be, you have to be prepared for, you know, that so-called long winter. Um, and, and if, you know, if you're at a, you know, if you're in a marital situation, you know, that's a conversation you need to have with your spouse. You know, how are we going to make this work? 
Um, you know, my wife and I, it's been a team effort. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, she's been very supportive, been helpful. And, and that's important. That's important as well. That's definitely, definitely, that's definitely what you need to have. You know, nice strong backbone, so you can venture out and do your do your endeavors and everything. And it does take a team effort as well. How has podcasting helped you facilitate what you do compared to maybe ten years ago, or how you conduct the business? You know, it it has it has opened doors, Darren. It has opened doors for me that I didn't even know were there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mm. I mean, you know, you probably wouldn't have found me, but for a podcast, maybe, I don't know. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm meeting lots of, I'm meeting lots of people who are podcasting and, um, and, and some who have podcasts and no longer do it and, and can help me. And it just, it, it gives me a reason to kind of get on the phone and talk to people and see what they're about. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm certainly meeting lots of people and that's, you know, that's for me. That's the, that's the game plan. It's just meeting people. The more people I find, the more people I can talk to about our franchise opportunity, the more likely I'm going to run into somebody who is a good fit for it. You know, I'm sitting in my office just clanking away on social media. Uh, it, you know, it's just, you know, I'm just not going to be as successful. Right. Well, because also people want to know what you're talking about as well. I always say if I can get you in the room, you know, I, I'm going to wow you. Cause I, you know, I walk in the room, you know, I'm going to control the room. And that's how I feel, you know, just the confidence I have. But I feel the same way about podcasting. You see the trend in the network and in the market. And, like, you know, podcasting is really coming popular. Like music artists, like we were just talking the other day, like, you know, we kind of like artists. Because when people listen to you and you can monopolize their time just by having conversations that they need to hear, then you want something great. And you could really use that moving forward, and you kind of stay ahead of the curve. And we've been doing this since what three years. Yeah, and it gives you a reason to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Gives you a reason to uh, to be relevant, and uh, you know, find ways to help them. I mean, there's a lot of people I, you know, get them on. I'll get them on a podcast, and you know, I feel like I'm a little bit invested in. They're on the podcast. They share, you know, they'll share about themselves. Um. You know, you you don't want them to fail, um, you, you know, and and so you find ways to help them. But you know, really, anytime I talk to people and learn about their business, there's generally somebody I can refer them to that they can help, or who, who can help them. And you know, it's not about me selling what I've got. You know, again, it's back to the whole notion of networking. I'm going to try and find ways to help other people and see what comes from that. No, definitely, definitely. Appreciate that, by the way, definitely. Although Ohio State University, when they lost, did it did it hurt you, Frank? Are you a football fan? Did you? Um, well, I am a football fan, and I'm a, I'm a fan of the University of Michigan. Ironically. Oh, okay. Oh. In Michigan, um, I went to Ohio State to go to law school. It's you know, it's a it's it's a good school. The rivalry's fun. Uh, my wife's a big Ohio State fan. Um, okay. It's a you know it's a, it's a great university. You know, well, Big Ten universities in general are great. Big East. ACC. I mean, there's a lot of really great colleges, universities in the country. Um, I happened to end up at Ohio State, and uh, you know, it was, it was good. I met lots of people, and uh, it was good. Okay, yeah, I asked that because I'm from Ohio, Youngstown, actually. So when I saw Ohio State, I said, "Okay, but you're a Michigan guy." I also have family in Michigan too, Benton Harbor, Kalamazoo, that area. 
And are you out of Michigan now, or are you? Uh, I, well, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I've never left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was in Ohio a couple weeks ago. Definitely in Ohio a couple weeks ago. All right, we'll, we'll spawn them. Go ahead and let you have if you got something for them. And I was just gonna say, you know, um, thank you, thank you for being on a podcast because uh, what I've what I've been learning from being able to speak to different people that's in business or whether whether it's like business and marketing and sales or if they're creatives or whatever from speaking to entrepreneurs, like the best thing I think that we get out of it and, and try to uh, provide value to our listeners is that we get to talk to you for an hour and and try to pick your brain about the 20 something years of experience and get it all to an hour. And so that it, I think it's something powerful to be able to take uh, someone else's experience and just pick at the pieces for, for something. And you can learn, you can learn a great deal in an hour or get a great amount of value. in just that hour's time from all the work that you put in and all the things that you was able to do and everything that you was able to learn. So, so I really do appreciate oh, you're, that. You're welcome. I guess my question would be, how can I help you guys? think on that i think you did well, okay if there's something else i can do <laughs> let me know um you know it's i i you know i always tell people i'm not going to change your world um but you know there's there, there might be a connection or a piece of information or opportunity or something like that that you can you can chase down that'll change your world so think on it we're connected um um, we we might take you okay. up on that. No, yeah, definitely appreciate that, Mister Hagan. Well, well, listen, um, I I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I mean, that's about all I had. I don't know if you know, but we focus a lot on like digital content, whether it's video, podcast, or photography. And uh, so if it's any like if you need some content for what you're working on, Darren's from Ohio. We doing a lot of traveling okay. this year. All right. So you know, I always say conversation rules the nation. I'm very real keen on, you know, having conversations with great people. So I can definitely say it was a great conversation. Frank Hagen, once again, ladies and gentlemen, extraordinaire. So definitely appreciate it. And we will be in touch. So you enjoy the rest of your day, sir. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening. And if you made it this far in a podcast, make sure you drop a comment. And if you was able to take anything away from this conversation, let us know what it was. And uh, if you think it'll be a good fit for your people, be sure to send it to your friends. I'm Don Woods Spoon and we out.